You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I am Stephen Simcox, and I'm back. Sorry for uh, being out the last few days. I mean, like many of you, I've been dealing with the storm, um, just things at the house, you know, had some plumbing issues. It seems like those have kind of resolved themselves, so I hope that's the case. Uh, but I know a lot of you have been dealing with uh, issues with no power, and I'm, I'm really sorry for all our folks across Texas. It has been a tough week. I've never been so excited for the temperature to get above freezing. <laughs> Um, I've, I'm not usually someone who pays attention to the weather. Like, to be honest, if it rains, sometimes I'll catch me off guard because I don't, I don't really watch local news. Um, I'll occasionally check my weather app, but this has been an event that has me checking my weather app frequently. And I am super excited that at least here in the central Texas area, and I'm pretty sure in, you know, DFW area as well, is going to get above freezing here on Friday. Things will start to thaw out and this weekend, looks really nice so um i hope and i pray that everyone is doing all right that you're with your families and things are are looking up there's some light at the end of the tunnel um and let's let's talk some sports also to be honest it's just been really hard for me to focus on on sports this week because there have been a lot of other things going on and on my mind but um my apologies for not having to pot up on wednesday and thursday had some Wi-Fi issues, some house issues, among other things, and it just didn't happen. But we're back. It's Friday. We're going to close out the week strong, and then uh, we'll get going on our full schedule again next week. And I'm going to cover a lot of ground today. We'll start with uh, a note, an NFL draft note that relates to TCU, um, a latest mock draft from Daniel Jeremiah on where it has a horn frog ending up. And then we'll get into uh, TCU baseball is playing this weekend. You know, one of the things that I've been looking forward to along with the weather changing is we're going to get to see this team in action. I'm headed up there Sunday um, to check out TCU and Mississippi State, which should be a fun one. They're playing three top ten teams. All three of those teams are ranked higher than them right now, at least according to like the D1 baseball top 25, preseason top 25. So we'll get a good idea of how good this team is and and what they're going to look like in 2021 on uh, Friday, Saturday, or excuse me, now Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So excited to see how TCU fares against some stiff competition at uh, Globe Life Field, the Rangers' new ballpark. And then in segment three, we'll get you caught up on TCU basketball. And unfortunately, again, a lot of those notes are postponements. But the team should be playing again on Saturday. Um, and both the men and women kind of have a favorable schedule to sort of close out the regular season, at least as of now, and then there's also some makeup games coming up. So there's there's games that are left on the regular season schedule, and then there's some makeup games that will come after that. But we'll, uh, we'll break down where TCU can stand after all that happens. But right now, let's talk some uh, TCU football and Daniel Jeremiah released his latest mock draft. And DJ works for the NFL Network. Um, he does a really great job. You know, Kuiper and McShay are, are also very good. But I really like Daniel Jeremiah. I think he's fair. I think he breaks things down well. And he just seems to have a really good pulse on what actually is going on. It doesn't seem like he projects based on what he thinks. It's more, I mean, his opinion is informed. 
and he includes it in his analysis, but a lot of what he talks about, I believe, is information that he gets from NFL teams. Uh, but he released uh, Mock Draft 2.0 a couple days ago, and Trayvon Merrig, he has him going 27th to the Baltimore Ravens. The little blurb he put there was the Ravens have other needs to address, but the reason they're so successful is because they draft the best player available. In this case, Merrig fits the bill. He joins an extremely talented secondary. Now, if he ends up in Baltimore, I think that is incredible. Um, you know, we've seen San Francisco be considered an option, which would be fantastic. You know, you get to play with Jason Verrett. Um, but Baltimore is, for my money, maybe the most stable organization in the NFL. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're not winning a Super Bowl every year. They're not the dynasty that New England was with, with Brady and Belichick. Um, but sort of like the Steelers, I mean, they are just consistently good. You know, they do their business correctly. They do it well. They scout really, really well. They draft, um, fantastically. I mean, you know, they went and got Patrick Queen in this past draft and he's been a monster and Baltimore's defense is very good. Um, so this would be a, a home run for Trayvon Merrick if he ends up there. I think he, he'll be able to learn under a great coach in, uh, in John Harbaugh. He would fit in, as DJ said, in a very talented secondary. I don't think he'd be asked you know, to do everything immediately. He would be able to have a, a specific role and um, you know lean into that. But I, I've just been super... Uh, impressed and kind of pleasantly surprised i'll say this you know he won the jim thorpe award and i think it was well deserved but it felt like at times that season for him and for our darius both was almost a little underwhelming and i think it's just because we had such high expectations for them and safety is also you know kind of a tough position to evaluate at times if you're just watching the games on tv because there's so much that goes into it and ultimately if you're playing in the secondary and teams aren't targeting you a lot, that's good news. Like, that means that you're covering your guy, you're making plays, you're not allowing your person to get open. Um, and, you know, they know TCU has playmakers on the back end, so they're not going to test them too much. But the way NFL scouts and evaluators have just gushed about him, it's another example of this is becoming a program that's putting guys in the league left and right. And we've seen, I mean, it's not new. Like, we've seen guys go on to have successful NFL careers. But if this turns into the type of place where you're churning out first-round picks every year, then the potential for recruiting and for um, just expansion in the talent department is going to be huge. So I'm excited for Trayvon. Um, again, 27th to the Ravens is where Daniel Jeremiah has him in his latest mock draft. We'll continue to monitor kind of what these projections are and where people have him going. But it looks like another first-round pick for TCU possible in this year's NFL draft, which would be a, a lot of fun. Coming up next, we'll talk some TCU baseball. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about betonline.ag. Um, maybe you're, you've wondered, you've heard about betonline.ag, and you think, well, I don't really know much about sports betting. And that seems like kind of a risky thing to um, dip my toes into. Well, betonline.ag makes it easy. They, they put it in terms that you can understand. Lee Sterling, who runs Paramount Sports, does a great job there. They have uh, all the lines for NBA games, college basketball games, hockey, whatever it is that you're interested in. And they give you good advice. They give you 
They'll give you prop bets, kind of random bets that you can get in on, but not a lot of people are paying attention to. BetOnline.ag, they also just have, you know, sports news. Um, the latest updates in the world of sports. So it's your one-stop shop for all things sports. If you use the promo code Locked On when you visit them, you can get a 50% welcome bonus. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, Stephen Simcox here with you, and let's talk some TCU baseball. This should be fun. Uh, I, I was fired up, and I meant to pull this audio. I just haven't had a chance this week. Um, but if you go to the TCU Baseball Twitter account, they put out their yearly hype video. They love a good hype video before the season. and it, It's called The Revival, um, and it's it's really well done. Uh, it, it's, a fu- it's fun to listen to. It's fun to watch, and it gets you fired up for the season. But the Frogs, I mean, this is, you know, going on – three years now without a college world series appearance and i know that you know you shouldn't expect omaha every single year that can't be the expectation because ultimately only eight teams make it and it's a really tough thing to do but for better or worse that's become the standard here and uh you know that that's the monster that jim sloshnagel has created that's the expectation that this program has created so this this feels like the year that things are coming together, but I'm interested to see this weekend how things play out because I believe this team is extremely talented. There's no doubt. And I think they can be a Omaha team. I think they can be a top 10 team all year long, a team that's going to play for a Big 12 title along with Texas Tech. At the same time, though, you know, there are a, a number of players – that we're projecting to be really good that we just simply haven't seen a lot of. I mean, you know, Johnny Ray looked great early in the season and the COVID shortened season as their ace. But he's going to go on Saturday to open the year. And, I mean, it's going to be a huge test. Like, he's going to have to go out there and perform well and throw good innings and try to hold down an old Miss team that's, uh, that's top ten in the nation. And then you'll see them tested – two more times against Mississippi State and Arkansas. And, again, like, I believe this team is has the potential to be really, really good. But you're going to be counting on some freshmen. You're going to be counting on some guys that uh, are playing in much bigger roles. And you do have a, a really, really experienced group. I mean, maybe the oldest team in the country. But this this feels like a team that is going to have to be, um, you know, better than some of their parts. Like, I, I think this is a group that you might not look and be like, oh, this guy is an absolute stud. This is a, you know, player of the year, national player of the year candidate. But together, they make a really um, dominant and very good baseball team. So... We'll see how that all plays out. But, yeah, your projected um, opening weekend rotation is going to be Johnny Ray. Johnny Ray is definitely starting on Saturday. And then Dalton Brown and Russell Smith appear to be the guys. And and both those players are uh, dudes that are have a lot of potential and have live arms and can make things happen, but also have dealt with injuries. Um, so I, you know, I trust Slosh. Like he obviously evaluates these guys better than anybody. And if he thinks 
those two are the two to have the ball in their hands on opening weekend. Um, then he watched fall ball like he knows. But, again, these are guys that are kind of coming off injuries. You know, I want to see how many innings they can throw. But the strength of this team to me um, on the pitching staff is just going to be the flexibility they're going to have in the bullpen. And, again, like another intriguing thing about this season is that everybody is kind of saying the same thing. Like everybody's deep. Everybody feels like they have a, a ton of veteran experience coming back and a, a lot of uh, arms that they can go to. Like we're probably going to see more pitching changes in college baseball than we've ever seen before. But, you know, with Halen Green back and Charles King being back in the bullpen, also being kind of a, a guy that you can throw in a pinch on a in a starting spot. Uh, Marcelo Perez at the back end. Like, they're going to have a ton of options uh, to get guys out late in games. And, and that's going to be really fun to watch. But this should be uh, a very good team. I'm excited to see them play this weekend. And I think the biggest thing is going to be you have so many – guys in that lineup that are coming back and that are proven and that are going to give you good at-bats. I mean, I expect, you know, Porter Brown to give them good at-bats again this year. He's a really patient hitter. Um, Gene Wood was having a great season before everything shut down. Um, You know, Connor Shepard, Zach Humphreys. Like, you just go down the list, Hunter Wolf. There's a ton of guys that have had a bunch of at-bats. Can Austin Henry get back to – being that guy he was late in the season a couple of years ago that sort of spurred them on in their run to get into the tournament. Uh, he really struggled last year, but has a year and a half off, kind of reset his mind to a place where he can hit the ground running in 2021. Um, we're going to get it. We're going to get it all figured out on Saturday and I'm stoked to see them play. I'm ready to see them get after it against some really good teams and see how they fare. And, I mean, this might be a weekend where you play well and you only win one out of three, but I hope that they can come out there and make a statement and prove that, hey, we are, like, we're right here. We're one of the best teams in the country. Um, the hype is real. The projections are real. This is a team that's going to contend and, and can make things happen all season long. So TCU baseball coming back this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, Saturday against Old Miss, Sunday against Mississippi State, and Monday they take on Arkansas to close out the weekend. So should be fun. And we'll have a recap of all that Monday and Tuesday on the Locked on Horn Frogs podcast. Coming up next, we'll close out the show with some TCU baseball. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar recently sent me a box, and I love this uh, flavor they're rolling out. It's coconut chocolate brownie. And I'm not a big fan of coconut generally, but – this bar is just so rich, so delicious. I've been eating it for breakfast almost every day. Um, it's a good snack to have as well. And Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the market. They have a bunch of different flavors, German chocolate, peanut butter, cookies and cream. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you get 20% off your next order. Again, that's 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. It's only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of carbs. It's good fuel for your body. Try it today. Go to BuiltBar.com. Last segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs. Stephen Simcox here with you. Let's close out with some TCU basketball talk and the Frogs. Um, I'm sure you know by now, but 
they're supposed to play Texas Tech twice this week, and just that never happened um, because of the weather. Tech was supposed to come in on Monday, got postponed. They were going to try to play on Tuesday, got postponed, and they were going to try to get in the game that they had originally scheduled for Thursday, and that game also got postponed. I mean, just could not go anywhere, could not drive, could not make the trip. So TCU now plays Saturday against Kansas State. Kansas State's one of the worst teams in the Big 12. Basketball team's been playing better as of late. You hope this is another opportunity for them to get things going and win a game. And the schedule moving forward, they play Kansas State on Saturday, then West Virginia, then Iowa State. So a chance to win two out of your last three before you play these makeup games. Um, I still have some questions about Jamie Dixon and where this program's going. But I will say, if he rallies and ends up with seven Big 12 wins, which would mean, you know, taking care of business against Iowa State and Kansas State and then pulling off one more upset, I mean, it's tough to argue with the results, even in years where it doesn't feel like they're as good as they should be. He's getting them to places that the previous regime just couldn't do, even in a down season. So, curious to see if they can do that and do that well. But they'll play Kansas State on Saturday and then move forward with the rest of their season. Hopefully no more postponements due to either COVID or the weather. And the TCU women take on West Virginia. Uh, The West Virginia women are very good. They're the number two team in the Big 12 Conference, ranked 19th in the country. So that should be a good one on Saturday. The women, you know, their game against Texas got postponed, but they pushed Iowa State pretty well last weekend. And then they uh, have two games against Oklahoma coming up. Another matchup with Kansas State. So, again, another chance for the ladies to finish the season strong after what was such a tough start. Maybe end up with six or seven Big 12 wins and finish the year on a good note. That is your TCU basketball primer for this week. I'll be back on Monday. Thank you for your patience this week. I hope you and your family are doing well. Uh, We'll continue to talk TCU athletics. Thankful to do it. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.